Welcome to the audio blog number one. This is Sean Nelson. We'll be talking about auditioning for several blogs, so let's start with auditioning for a role in film is not what you think. Many actors have come to the conclusion that there's got to be a better way, right? There is. If the body and psychology are not in an harmonious state, then clearly we have to change how we think about what we are experiencing. Then we can change how we are. If something's off, then we must rethink the components of the situation. The process isn't normal, yet we try to make it so. It isn't usual for people looking to fill a position to have so much writing on it from the very beginning. Usually, people doing a job interview are hoping to be hired, knowing that they will be in a probationary period and in a learning period where they get used to the other personnel and with the job they're expected to do. If they perform up to snuff, they get to keep the job with uncertain future prospects becoming a little less uncertain one day at a time, with the understanding that these days no job can be expected to last forever. If, however, one progresses on merit and good human relations, one may anticipate over time that their value will become evident and promotions may well be in the offing. If not, then one's value can be transported to another company where better prospects are likely. This process can, over time, lead to substantial monetary rewards. Not so in the acting business. The audition, if the job is a lead or a recurring role in a series or a principal role in a feature, is tantamount to having an opportunity to strike gold and to make a claim to it going forward. You sign a seven-year deal in television and the producers hope to go nine. Your residuals in film and television are the gifts that keep on giving, and in the case of film, giving and giving. Certainly there are no promises for stardom, but the rewards to be had for being cast are potentially phenomenal. So naturally, we have an enormous amount at stake walking into the room. To repeat, auditioning is not a normal situation. The error we make in preparing for an audition, and in the audition itself, is to try to squeeze our round consciousness into the square hole of normalcy so that we can just be ourselves, whatever on earth that is, and be relaxed, present, spontaneous, likable, attractive, engaging, and give a true and satisfying performance. In other words, the actor says to him or herself, I cannot do well in this audition if I'm too nervous. I'll screw it up. My agent may get a bad report on me, lose confidence in my ability to do well in the room, and stop sending me out. Do normal job interviews carry the awesome risk that you may screw yourself out of future interviews? No. If your meeting with HR doesn't go well, you go home, lick your wounds, and look for the next company on the list and prepare to redeem yourself. If you didn't actually hit somebody in the head and get arrested, you're going to get another shot at another company. But if your agent or manager hear from a casting director or two that you did not do well or was not quite this or that, the possible descriptions here are myriad, woe be unto you. To repeat, auditioning is not a normal situation. So what do we do? Because we're human beings, after all, when we're not being little angels and devils. So that we can be ourselves and be relaxed and do our work and get the job, we try to convince ourselves that the audition situation is normal, of course. A process which requires abject denial of the facts and circumstances as they truly exist, the predictable consequence of which is to disconnect from the very truth we are endeavoring to inhabit, both in the meeting and in the reading. It's a pox. Only through a thoughtful reapproach 
can we hope to get out of this spiral of denial and into a place that we can do more than merely survive? And that place is a factual, psychological, rational, logical, and spiritual one in which we can truly thrive.